are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Father, glorify your name is the title of this devotion. Yesterday, I spoke to you, I believe God will be glorified. Today, I want to talk to you how Jesus prayed in the moment of agony, in the moment of terrible agony. Father, glorify your name. Come on, friends. Do you face agony, trial, and tribulation? Do you face circumstances that it seems like you're powerless, even though you know really what to do? You don't know what to do. You know how often we see throughout the scripture, Hezekiah said, Lord, we don't know what to do. Jehoshaphat in, in, in Chronicles, Second Chronicles chapter 20, he said, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eye is upon you. And then the Spirit came upon Jaziel. And he said, this battle is not yours, but the Lord's position yourself. And God glorified his name. How often, friends, with all of the knowledge we have and all of the powers we've experienced in the kingdom, we can look at a circumstance like Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. He said, we realized how powerless we were to save ourselves. And we were given up to die. There was no hope of survival. And we completely gave it all to God who could even raise the dead. He said, we completely gave up all hope of survival but we gave it up to God who can even raise the dead. And he delivered us from a horrible death. You see, Paul with all of his power, Jesus with all the anointing, going about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. He said, Father, glorify your name. Every one of us goes through this. It's not a sign of failure. It's not a lack of courage. It's not a sign of, of you not being spiritual enough. No, the opposite. The opposite. No matter how anointed and how blessed and how powerful you are, oh, how it pleases the Father to see you submit and surrender your whole spirit, soul, and body, your all to him and say, Father, my life is in your hands. I trust you. Look at Stephen in Acts chapter 8. He was full of the Holy Spirit and power, doing great miracles. And yet, when he was stoned, he so sweetly kneeled down <coughs> and prayed for the forgiveness of, for those who were stoning him and said, Lord, please receive me. And how Jesus was standing up for him and received him into his everlasting kingdom. Come on, dear friends. It is a sign of incredible spirituality when you face challenges, when you face illnesses, when you face family issues, when you face financial issues, that you say, Father, my life is in your hands. I don't know what to do, but I trust you because I know you love me. 
That is incredible spiritual power. Authority in spiritual conflict is not power, but humility. Authority in spiritual conflict is not in power, but in humility. That humility of full surrender is what manifests the authority of God in the middle of the conflict. And here Jesus is at a moment when what he's about to face comes like a great pressure. And look what it says in verse 27 of John 12. Now my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name, the title of this devotion. Father, glorify your name. And a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. And therefore the people stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, no, an angel spoke to him. And Jesus said, this voice did not come because of me, but for your sakes. You see, Jesus understood that for that to be so loud and demonstrative was for the Father to say to everybody who was there, I will glorify myself through my son. I will exalt my name on earth through my son. Just like he's looking at you and me today and saying, I will glorify my name through you. So pastor, what can I do besides just trusting him, relying upon him, depending upon him? Oh, let me read you one of my favorite verses here in, in Psalm 91, verse 14. Oh, how I love this little verse. Psalm 91, verse 14. Because, talking about you, he or she has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he knows and understands my name, has a personal knowledge of my mercy, love and kindness, trusts and relies on me knowing I will never, never, never forsake him. No, never. Again, you want to hear it again? Oh, I love these thoughts. Because he set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. So what should I do? Keep setting your love upon the Lord. I will set him on high because he knows and understands my name. He has a personal knowledge of my mercy, love and kindness, trusts and relies on me knowing I will never, never forsake him. No, never. You see, that is spiritual power. That is called authority in the conquest. That is authority in conquest when you have that humility of Christ to fully surrender yourself to the Father and say, Father, glorify your name. Jesus prayed during those days of trial and testing. He prayed in John chapter 8, verse 50 and verse 54. I'm not searching. I am not in search of honor for myself. I do not seek and am not aiming for my own glory. There's one who looks after that. He seeks my glory and he is the judge. Verse 54 of John 8. If I were to glorify myself, magnify praise and honor myself, I would have no real glory for my glory would be nothing and worthless. My honor must 
come to me from my Father. It is the Father who glorifies, extols, magnifies, and praises me, of whom you say that he is your God. Father, glorify your name. I will glorify my name because you know my love and kindness. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Hold to that. Hold to that right now. And I know other people will say, you know, you've trusted God, but the symptoms haven't changed. I know you've prayed, but the symptoms haven't changed. I know you've believed, but the circumstances haven't changed. And you can say, well, don't always believe everything you see. Believe God. And I don't look at the things that can be seen that are temporary. I look at the things that can't be seen, and that's the Almighty. It says in Hebrews 11, verse 24, I think it is, through 26, that Moses kept looking to him who's invisible. And look what God worked through that precious man. God never fails those who put their trust in him. David, he says, you know, when I began to prosper, I thought, that's it, I've arrived. And then God hid his face from me and it all evaporated. I clothed myself in sackcloth and ashes. I placed upon me in, in, in remorse of boasting in, the, in my successes. And I said, Lord, without you, I have nothing. Without you, I have nothing. And, and Lord, if I weren't here, then how could I praise you? No, Lord. And he says, and the Lord caused me to rejoice and to sing again. And the Lord has become my praise. And then he says, now, Lord, to the end in verse 12 of Psalm 30, he says that my glory may sing praises to you and not be silent. My glory, my, my living being. You see, David believed that the Father would glorify his name in him and through him. And that's what made him that beautiful man after God's own heart. He sought not his own glory and his own honor when in Psalm 24, he came riding into Jerusalem as the king, as the Lord, as the, the conqueror, the victor. He says, the Lord is the king for whom the gates open. He did not take the glory to himself, but he gave it to God. Whatever accusation came to him, he gave it to God. Whatever success gave, came to him, he gave to God. In Psalm 71, he says, My success, at which so many stand amazed, is because of you, Lord. You see, David didn't take the glory to himself. He gave it to God. And if you live to give God the glory, I guarantee you will see him glorified. You will. You will see him glorified. Now, before we close, go with me to 1 Samuel chapter 17, okay? You know this part of the scripture. David comes to the battlefield where the Israelites have been sitting in battle array for the last 40 days and nights. And there is that ugly giant, Goliath, mocking God's people and mocking God. And David says in Psalm 32, and David said to Saul, the king, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with the Philistine. And Saul said to David, you're not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth and he a man of war from his youth. And David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or bear came, 
and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. And David said to the Philistine in verse 45, Um, you come to me with sword, with spear and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword or spear, for the battle is the Lord's. He will give you into our hands. And David hurried and ran towards the Philistine. And David put in his, in his hand a stone which he had taken out of his back and slung it and struck the Philistine in the forehead. And the stone, stone sunk into his forehead and he fell on his face. And David prevailed the Philistine and he took his sword and drew it out of his sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. Wow. How did David prevail? In the name of the Lord. How did Jesus prevail? In the name of the Lord. How do you and I prevail? In the name of the Lord. I believe, I believe today we can pray like Jesus. Father, glorify your name. And keep praying it. Father, all I ask for is for your name to be glorified in me and through me in this and through this. Father, I prayed for your own name, for your own glory. And we keep on praying it and we keep on saying it. And I'll close with these two little scriptures from the Psalms, okay? Psalm 44. Oh, what a beautiful psalm this is. <laughs> psalm 44. It says, when we have heard, excuse me again, we have heard with our ears, O God, our fathers have told us the deeds you did in their days, in days of old. You drove out the nations with your hand, but them you planted. You afflicted the peoples and cast them out, for they did not gain possession of the land by their own sword, nor did their own arm save them. But it was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your countenance, because you favored them. You are my king, O God. Command victory for Jacob. Through you we will push down our enemies. Through your name we will trample those who rise up against us. For I will not trust in my bow, nor shall my sword save me. But you have saved us from our enemies and have put to shame those who hated us. In God we boast all day long and praise your name forever. Wow. Can you feel that? Oh, one more verse. Psalm 60. One more verse. Psalm 60. Verse 12. Here it is. Through God we will do valiantly, for it is he who shall tread 
down our enemies. Now believe this. I know you may have an enemy right now coming against your body. You may have an enemy coming against your finances or your family or circumstances in life. It's not always obvious what the enemy is, but one thing is obvious. It is the Lord. It is the Lord who will be glorified. Yes, Father, glorify your name. Amen. Have a good day.